All right, it's that time again. It's time for English and coffee. I've got my cup. Hope you got yours. Let's go. So how's everyone doing out there? Hope the summer isn't burning you up too bad out there. It's been pretty hot here. We've had temperatures upwards of 90. Uh, they keep talking about it's going to hit 100, but I don't think it's hit 100 yet. I know I was out there today fishing and it was about 93 degrees. I could tell the point when it hit 90 because my skin felt like it was on a freaking frying pan. It was just sizzling, like not literally where I could hear it, but I could feel the burn. But I had some sunscreen on, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, work's been going good as usual. Um, as you know, I think the last time I gave you guys an update, went in there and we scored 100 on our exam or review, so everything was good there. Uh, clients have steadily been coming in. Uh, we got a new employee on the team, a new staff on the team, so we're trying to get them trained so they have everything in order, you know, so they go out and deliver the good services that we've been doing. Um, that's the politics. Uh, I think today, what would probably be pretty interesting, um, I was thinking about it on my way back from fishing, because like I said, I don't really write anything, you know, it's just kind of off the top of the head, I'll have an idea and then I'll just get on here and talk about it, so... It's just free-flowing. Uh, I think today we're going to talk about expectations. Uh, is it good to have rigid expectations or to have flexible expectations? I believe I've already given you the answer a long time ago in one of my other podcasts, but we're going to talk about uh, expectations and anticipation and all those different things like that. But this will be a good little listening uh, for you so you can know how to talk about when you're expecting something and things either turn out the way you thought they would or things don't turn out like you thought they would. So let's take a short break and we'll get into it. So what is an expectation? An expectation is how you think something will turn out. Something you have a preconceived notion of how you think the outcome will be. Um, with work, with family, with people, with friends, you assume they're going to act just like they did yesterday. Um, you also set expectations for yourself. Well, I know how I act in these situations. If I go there and they're doing this, then I'll just leave. That's what you expect will happen. It's what you anticipate happening. But it doesn't always turn out that way. See, the reason you don't want to set your expectations, not going to say too high, but you don't want to make them too rigid, is that you set yourself up for disappointment. You set yourself up to be frustrated with the situation. You have to be flexible, going with the flow, going with the tide, able to adjust, able to turn on a dime. Um, just like driving. You're driving down the road, you see the stop sign, you know, you're going to pull up at the stop sign, you see this old lady getting ready to cross the street. You assume that she sees you coming up on the road, so you think she'll stop. You're expecting her to stop. She doesn't stop. She walks right in front of you. Maybe she's blind, who knows. So you slam on the brakes and you cuss her out and you're mad at her, yelling at her because you expected that she would stop. You anticipated that. You tried to predict the future. And it didn't turn out in your favor. Or, if you had loose expectations or flexible expectations, you roll up to the same situation, you see the lady, you hope she stops, you expect that she'll stop, but just in case she doesn't stop, you're going to go ahead and 
pump your brakes. You're going to go ahead and slow down. So when she does walk out all aimlessly wandering in the street, you stop and you say, well, hey, I was ready for it either way. You were prepared. You were flexible. You were able to make that split second adjustment, which saved her life and saved you a, one heck of a headache. So you can find these situations, like I said, in numerous places. You can find them with your spouse, you know, your girlfriends, your Beyonce, whatever whatever situations you have going on at work or when fishing, like me. I'll go to the tackle shop, I'll buy, you know, $30 worth of gear. I've got the lures, I've got the ice, I've got the sodas, you know, the new fishing line, the newest, greatest hooks. And I go out there and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm geared to tear it up and catch all the fish. Don't catch anything. <laughs> That's life, right? But being that I have flexible expectations. Hey, if I'm going fishing one, two hours and not catching anything, I'll go ahead and switch, go through my gears and different things like that, start admiring the nature, not saying I'm going to walk away from my pole. I'm always casting, I'm always throwing, looking for fish, but I'm going to start to appreciate the different things around me. If I'm going for big fish, not catching any of those, I'll switch down and go for smaller fish um, because I maintain that flexibility. So I'm not all torn apart, ripped to shreds if I don't bring anything home. Um, it's just like couples, you know, they go out there, they get into this relationship, they assume it's going to be perfect. Oh, it's love at first sight. People are holding hands and flowers and candy and all that, you know, fluff. That is a relationship. People expect certain things. Um... And then sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. People are disappointed. They're like, oh, well, I thought he was different or I thought she was different. Well, you're expecting too much. <laughs> you know, you kind of set yourself up for disappointment. Best thing would have been to maintain those flexible expectations. You say, I'm going to go into this relationship with an open mind. I'm going to hope that they do the right thing. I'm going to do the best that I can. So if it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to turn out, then it is what it is. You chalk it up as experience. See, life is a learning experience. Every moment is a learning opportunity. You can take it and grow from it, or you can let those moments destroy you. It's up to you. So let's take a break, and we'll see if we can't pull out a scenario or two, or maybe I'll pull something from my archive of experience. Okay, we're back. I decided to go with the latter. I'm going to pull something from the archives. Okay, so I'm going to give you two situations of expectations that I had. Um, and they didn't go quite as planned, but it is what it is. It's life. So <clears throat> here's a situation with one of my um, old girlfriends. Uh, she used to live in Virginia, and I would go up there on the weekends to visit her. It was 265 miles to be exact from my house to get to her house, 265-mile drive uh, across the state into Virginia to a place called Manassas. Um, she had told me one day, um, yeah, well, why don't you come up this weekend? You know, I'll cook dinner and stuff like that. Don't worry about eating anything. Just get here. So, me, assuming she's going to cook, expecting that she'll cook, you know, I don't eat too much. I take my time, you know, I think I was watching a movie or playing a game or something like that. And, uh, you know, I got in the car, 
you know, took time. I, I don't even think I left till maybe six o'clock, you know, took a shower, listening to music, just goof it off, right? Get in the car, drive up there, stop at a gas station or two, get up there. I call, you know, I talk to her, I said, well, yeah, I'm about an hour away. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, that'd give her time to go ahead and put dinner on or figure out what she's going to do or slip into something nice. You know how it is, right? So you have all this stuff built up in your mind of how it's going to be. I'm going to show up, we're going to eat, and we're just going to have a good time. Well, <laughs> when I got to her house, uh, the lights were off. Uh, well, the, the outside porch light was on, but the lights inside were out. I was like, okay. Maybe she's just, you know, come on in and, you know, whatever, whatever. We're just going to go straight to dessert, right? Uh, no, that wasn't the case. I go in the house and she's in bed. I'm like, uh, what's going on? Now, mind you, I just drove 265 miles. I'm like, uh, what's going on? She's like, well, you took all day to get up here. So I got tired and got went to bed. And I was like, well, I thought you were going to cook. She's like... Well, I mean, it, it's late. I mean, what, do you want me to cook something? I was like, yeah, I drove all the way up here to cook, right? You know, so you could cook something. So she gets up. Now, mind you, obviously I woke her up when I came in the house, right? She left the door unlocked. She gets up, you know, I didn't know how sleepy she was, but she gets up. So she's walking around the house, so I assume everything's normal. So she goes in there. Next thing you hear, the pots and pans clamoring and slamming, you know, so she's slamming them down. So she's upset. She's mad. I'm like, are you mad? And she's like, no, I'm cooking, cooking your dinner. I'm like, okay, well, you know, don't, don't be so happy about it. So now I've got an attitude, you know, I'm being smart, being real smart. Um, I should have just taken a step back and realized that she was sleeping. So she's sitting there clamoring around with the pots and pans. And she puts some oil in one of the pans and cuts the stove on, you know, just, you know, like as hard as you could turn the knob, just cuts it on, stove's on, oil's in the pan, right, uh, so I'm just sitting back like, you know, king of the castle or whatever, being a butthole, pretty much, right, and next thing I know, the oil on the freaking stove catches fire, I'm like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, um, stove's on fire, and she's like, what? Because she's in the back. She's like, what? She forgot about it. She would already forgot about it. Because like I said, I woke her up out of a dead sleep, obviously. So we go over there, put the little fire out. And then I was like, just just forget dinner. I was like, go to sleep. You're tired. Whatever. And she's like, what do you want me to go? I was like, we'll, we'll talk about it in the morning. So that, let's just say it was a, a long, boring night. Like, I should have just waited till the next day to go up there. Just show up in the morning and we just have the day, right? But I had these expectations and those expectations affected my mood they affected my interaction with her I went up there and impressed my wheel upon her got her up to make her cook and that was the wrong thing to do I should have been flexible you know show up she don't cook okay fine maybe I'll bring some food in or say okay I'll be back I'll go grab some pizza and just come back eat some pizza myself put on a movie watch it wait for wait for her to get up and you know be in a better mood but because I had those rigid expectations, that uh, impacted my actions. So, obviously that one turned out bad. Uh, another situation, but the relationship was good, but that, that particular situation ended up being bad because we almost burnt the freaking house down, right? I'm not even there 30 minutes, I was burning the house down. Crazy. Uh, another situation, let me see. Yeah, this one, uh, definitely way back in the day, I had went to... Um, 
I guess I was living with my dad at that time down there in South Carolina. I live in North Carolina now, so I was living in South Carolina. And there was this little situation. I'll call her a situation. Pretty, pretty little, you know, situation. She was a, um, she was a model at one time. Uh, you know, no big scale model, but you know, she did a little local modeling and things like that. So you get an idea how she looked. Um, you know, I had um, talked to her maybe three years before this time, right? And uh, we had went on a date, a little date. We were young at that time, so I think we were maybe thirteen. Uh, she had kissed my hand or something like that, you know, put my arm around her watching a movie. I think we ate some pizza. I mean, we were watching the movie called Cool Running, so that lets you know how far back it was. Like, when Cool Runnings came out, was it in a theater? Yeah, we went to see that. And my freaking dad took us to the movies. It's crazy, right? So now, coming back to the situation, I'm about 16, 17 years old, right? So, you know, we kind of rekindled our conversation. You know, I got her number. We were talking on the phone, this and that. And she was telling me about all the things that she's been doing over the years, right? In relation to with, you know, boys and, and guys and things like that. So I was like, okay, this girl is, when we meet, it's going to be on and popping, right? It's going to be something serious. So I have these expectations, you know, I'm anticipating this wonderful, you know, experience. So... She hits the door, you know, because she comes to pick me up because I didn't have a car. She comes to the, my grandma's house because that's where my dad was living at the time. She comes to my grandma's house, picks me up. She's got on these short shorts. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it's crazy. So you could just imagine short shorts. I'm a guy. Okay, I'm going to keep it PG. You know, if anybody's out there, don't get all in a tizzy about it. Okay, short shorts. It's summertime. We're going to a concert, right? It's the Smoking Grooves Tour. It was with... um. Outcast, uh, Cypress Hill, and I want to say P Funk was out there. P Funk is a guy, uh, George Clinton, right? Big, big time group. Look him up, check him out. Um, anyway, she comes to pick me up, got her hair all slicked, shorts on. I'm like, oh yeah, it's about to be serious. So we get in the car, and we're going to be driving to um, this place called Charlotte. No, Charleston. I think Charleston, South Carolina. We're going to drive down there, so we get in the car. And I'm sitting in the, you know, shotgun seat. So I'm like, all right, well, it's about to be serious because she's just, you know, got the perfume on, the shorts on, the car, AC's blowing. I'm loving life. And then she's like, um, oh, well, we got to go pick up my friend. I'm like, huh? What friend? She's like, yeah, one of my uh, girlfriends is coming with us. So I was like, uh, okay. She's like, yeah, when she gets in the car, you're going to have to sit in the back. I'm like, huh? Oh, so me, okay, yeah, all right, so I'll sit in the back. Let me tell you about this friend she had. This girl was bougie, okay? Bougie is like one of those women that's just, she thinks she's up here. You know, she's living on cloud nine, you know, she's acting like she's got all this money, but she's really down here in like door 13, you know, she's nothing special. So they're up there talking this talk. I, it was getting on my nerves, I'm in the back seat. With this girl that I thought, you know, we were going to have a nice time, go to this concert and have all this fun. And they're just going on and on and on and on about all this little typical lady stuff. You know, guys don't care to hear that stuff, right? So I didn't care to hear it, right? So we're riding in the back. Every now and then, you know, she'll look back. You all right? I'm like, yeah. So you think that's the worst of it, right? I'm like, okay, we get to the concert, right? No. We get to Charleston. And she's like, I got to make one more stop. I'm like, okay. She's like, I got to go see my, my friend. 
So I'm thinking it's another girl. I'm like, cool. All right, well, let's go up here to see the girl. Guess where we end up going? <laughs> to this guy's apartment. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? We go to this guy's apartment. Open the door. So I'm walking in with her and her friend. They hug each other. I'm like, huh? She sits in his lap. I was, I was done. <laughs> I was done. She sits in his lap. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be in the car. So I go downstairs. You know, at that time, I was um, partying a little bit. So I go downstairs with some party favors, whatever, you know, try to get that off my mind, all this stuff. Because I'm like, she's upstairs with this guy doing God knows what. She gets in the car with this attitude and all this stuff. I was like, let's just go to the freaking concert. I think I said something like just whatever. Like, I don't even care. Just let's go to the concert. Um, concert was awesome. Um, Outcast was out there. Cypress Hill. Um, then they even had this group called 357, some rock group. I've never seen, like, a rock concert. Hoobastank was also out there. Um, it was just powerful. I mean, the energy. But anyway, go through all that. Get all the way back home. You know, she drops me off. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, um, don't forget to, uh, she wants, she wanted me to pay her for some gas money. I'm like, oh, my God, I paid her, and I was like, that was it. I never talked to her again. But here's the thing. I had all these expectations, um, how it was going to go, how it was supposed to be. I do this, she does that. And it didn't even go anything like I had imagined, anything like I had planned. Now, had I been flexible, like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this concert. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be like this, but maybe it won't. So, just in case I won't get my, you know, hopes up too high so I won't be disappointed or upset. Uh, that was definitely a situation where I should have been more flexible. So, I'm just going to encourage you to be flexible uh, in everything you do. You know, don't, even with yourself, you know, don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. I mean, life is short. You know, we're only here for one spin. Make sure that what you do, you enjoy, and you do the best that you can. But if things don't always turn out the way you want them to, chalk it up as experience. I definitely chalked up my, that situation as some experience, and I used it uh, to improve upon, you know, just how I step into situations. Um, my uncle did try to warn me, though. He said, um, he, I mean, I swear this guy was a fortune teller. He sat there, he told me, um, when I told him about the concert and I was going to it, he was like... Yeah, you may think that's how it's going to be, but it might not. He's like, you might want to have a backup plan. He had told me, don't go. He said, I wouldn't go if I were you. But me not listening. You know, I was young. I went and I learned. But um, we're about to wrap it up, so we're going to take a short break and we'll come back with the conclusion. All right, so... I don't even think I mentioned uh, how my 4th went. We just had a holiday. Uh, the 4th of July was an Independence Day. Mine was pretty tame. Of course, I went fishing. Didn't catch a thing. I caught a suntan, which I didn't need. But, um, yeah, it was the 4th of July. I think I might have heard one or two or three fireworks or something like that outside. But that's just not really my my bag. Not saying the holiday itself, but just the celebration, you know, fireworks and stuff. I think that's more for the children. Maybe more for the vets. Um, it's just another day for me. I mean, a day I appreciate. I mean, because that's what gives us our freedom here in this country. You know, everybody can vote and pray to whoever they want to pray. Eat what you want to eat. You know, you don't have anybody dictating anything, telling you when you can sleep, 
when you can work, if you can open a store or not open a store. I mean, we can do whatever we want. So it is a special day, and I'm thankful for that. So appreciate that if any vets out there are listening. Um, I'm sure you have a similar holiday in your country. But, uh, yeah, that was the 4th. Um, next holiday I don't think is going to be till September sometime. So that means I'm going to have to take a vacation between now in September, maybe October, I don't know. I think my sister wants me to go out there to Spain. That's a bit of a stretch. I mean, I see what I can do, but I don't know. Not going to make any promises. I mean, but if I go, of course, I'll take you guys with me. Um, but yeah, next week's going to be an interesting week. More work, more fishing, more of the same. Um, but I will share something that I did this morning. Uh, I got up about six o'clock. Um, I was listening to some Russian, you know, watching some movies, watching some films, um, just getting that listening practice in, you know, because as I said, you have to create, you have to create your own ecosystem, you know, whatever language you're trying to learn, you have to surround yourself with it, especially if you're not in a place where people speak it all the time. So I was listening to, um, Mark Hool. He's this, um, Russian rapper. I've heard him before and I've had his new album. Uh, it's called The Great Depression. Uh, for a while now, uh, but here recently, I've been listening to his stuff a little more, and what I find is that as I go through musicians, go through artists, I always listen to ones that'll push my level, you know, push me to the next thing, so if one's rapping faster, or one's rapping with the weird dialect, or just a weird way of phrasing things, then I tend to listen to that person until it becomes, I'm not going to say boring, but it becomes easy, easy to repeat, easy to sing, easy to memorize. So, I've done that with several artists, you know, throughout my travels in Russian language. But, um, yeah, he has this song, uh, Serpentine. So, I was listening to that, uh, and I have this app. If you don't know what this app is called, it's called Looper. It's free. You can put it on your phone. I use it with Android. I don't know what it's called on iPhone. But, basically, let's say you take a song, song you like, and you're trying to memorize the words and all this stuff like this, but you don't want to have to keep going all the way to the beginning of the song. You could actually take like 10, 15 seconds or even a minute, three minutes, whatever you want, and it will just loop it. So basically, like, if I were to say, today is a good day, right? If you're listening to some dialogue or something, today is a good day because, it would say, today is a good day because, today is a good day because, it'll loop it from wherever you have it. So I do that with the hooks, you know, of a song, you know, so I could repeat the hook, and it'll just play it over and over and over. So I listened to that song, Serpentine, probably 100 times this morning, um, over and over and over, but not the whole song, just certain sections of it, and I was repeating the lyrics. You know, in the beginning, it was just challenging, challenging, and each time you do it, it becomes easier and easier. Um, see, I have about, I'm going to say maybe 45% of the song done, um, you know, because, I mean, I had it done earlier than that, but to perfection. You know, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to, um, you know, my songs, my music. When I'm listening to music, I take mu music very seriously. Uh, music has been one of those uh, tools, you know, and things in my tool set that's just really taken my language to the next level. Uh, it was funny because uh, the other day, uh, my mom and I were watching something on TV, and this guy threw out one of those little life buoys. Uh, to the guy, you know, he was scuba diving, he came up, he couldn't swim, and the guy threw him that little ring, and I was like, I was like, you know what that is? My mom was like, huh, what? I was like, that thing that he just threw the guy. She was like, well, what is it? I was like, it's a uh, spasatini kruk, and she was like, huh? 
was like, yeah, in Russian, that's what it's called. I was like, I might not know all the pieces on the boat or where they're at, but I know that. <laughs> you know, just one of those random pieces of information that I got from music, from a song. Because Face, he has a song called Spasatini Krug, and that's where I got it. So, hey, keep learning English, keep doing what you do, live your life, and I'll see you in the next one.